0: what's up guys welcome to the lazy boy qb's podcast this is episode 84 we are deep into season two uh our first post christmas episode guys we apologize we forgot to give you all a heads up that we weren't going to be recording for the holidays um but you know we had to come in on this monday um you know earlier than we normally do and 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 give you guys a podcast because that's what the fans deserve right that's what the listeners deserve um and we're excited to talk today you know as you know i'm your co-host chad larson Joining me as he does each and every episode, the one, the only, a guy who's got a big Monday night game tonight, Jonathan Ryder. Johnny, how are you, boss?
1: Hey, Chad, I'm doing all right. You know, I don't get a lot of these games on primetime, you know, unlike <laughs> this being you're first, used to it.
0: This is the first one all season, right?
1: Uh, we had a Thursday night Thursday. one. Because yeah, the, the
0: Thursday against Baltimore.
1: Yeah, but uh, Monday night, a little bit different. I actually have to watch a game all the way through, which... I'm not. I, I I tend to catch the Monday night and the Sunday night games on the, the on the next day. uh, uh, but, uh yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> hey
0: man, when you're working, man, it's hard sometimes, isn't
1: it? I understand? <laughs> hey man, I don't even know. If, even if I was working, man, even I'm just tired the next. You know, by like eleven o'clock. But uh, but yeah, Chad, man, you know, big game tonight, and we're, we're definitely gonna talk about it when we do our homework corner. How are you?
0: Man, I tell you, I'm doing awesome. Uh, Obviously, Cowboys coming off a big win. I'm coming off a great holiday. Boss, I got to say, you you were one of the MVPs for Christmas because... Um, first off your wife does a great job on Instagram posting all the family pics and stuff your guys's tree looked like it had more stuff under it than any tree that I saw on Christmas for your two kids so I
1: appreciate Literally, it. it's, it's mostly for them
0: oh yeah come on now. I I know I know I don't have kids yet but I know I know how it is I know how that goes so you're one of the MVPs of Christmas for me I just want to let oh, you know that
1: that's boss if they, uh, that's I know on,
0: I know on NFL things Giving, they give out that turkey leg if they gave out like a uh like a gold um what do you think would be best probably like a uh um would it be a tree you think i don't know i don't know
1: maybe a little like 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 a golden tree
0: yeah yeah exactly like, like a miniature it... golden tree okay yeah like what would like the trophy be for it is what i'm trying to figure out it could be that maybe a little wreath that you could wear as a chain now we're talking now we're talking you know <laughs> So, but hey, we'll, we'll talk about that at another, we'll probably brainstorm, we're still workshopping that one, we're still workshopping <laughs> that one, but uh, boss, why don't you go ahead and, and take care of business, because we got a lot to talk about today.
1: Hey, shout out to 336, apologies that your bowl game got, you know, canceled today for ECU, the military bowl. Hey, Seven, and the five, worst part, the yeah. worst
0: part about the ECU game is my boy Titus had to spend time with his wife so (laughs)
1: hey titus hey titus invited me to go to the game with him today i was gonna go yeah so uh i appreciate the invite senor that's why the 336 and ecu always gets a shout out from the lazy boy qb's podcast but hey we don't forget the 757 305 786 954 we also salute you and 301 i'll just throw it out there
0: there you go. Soon, sooner or later, we're gonna be shouting out every area code from from here to Florida, um, and everywhere in between. So, but uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. Um. Guys, we're gonna roll right into Homer Corner today. I was gonna say we gotta lock down that I ninety
1: five corridor.
0: Okay, hey man, that's our recruiting trail. We gotta get those you played NCAA football, I know. We gotta get those Hell yeah. we gotta get those pipeline states.
2: <laughs> exactly. And we gotta develop new ones too. Oh exactly. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Gotta lock down our current ones and then gotta get a couple more. So definitely looking to do that. Um I'll tell you one thing the Cowboys were looking to do going into Sunday was wrap up the <laughs> NFC East. Uh, and I thought it was going to happen during that Washington game. However, somehow, you know, I'm learning more about tiebreakers this year than I ever have at any point in my mm-hmm. life. I don't know about you, but somehow because of the Denver versus Raiders result, that was the game that ended up clinching the NFC East for the Which Dallas Cowboys. Makes made no sense until you actually
1: read the rules.
0: Well, I assume it has something to do with common opponents or, you know, strength of common opponents, game record, something like that. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, which it's funny because the Cowboys end up losing to both of those teams, uh, which actually could end up playing in their favor depending on how... That breaks out because I know conference records one of the tiebreakers too. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get into that, let's just talk about the game real quick. Fifty-six to fourteen final. My brother and I were talking. He's a diehard Cowboys fan too. Uh, shout out Ethan. Um, he, he, he was saying this was the most dominant game he's ever seen in, a, in like in his whole time watching the NFL. I wasn't quite ready to go there, but off the top of my head, I can't really think of another game where. I mean, this game, less than 20 minutes into the game, was over, you know. And I mean, and and, and, the, and Washington, the thing about some of these games were like, it's over. The team can make a fake comeback. Washington couldn't even do that. You yeah. Know? So, I, 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 I'm I thinking maybe. Uh, but what did you see, boss, from a neutral perspective? Because I know I'm
1: biased. No, uh, Chad, I, I texted you, like, I think this game is over because Washington – it seems like they didn't want to come out and play. And, 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 the, I, and that's and the worst part. Just, they didn't.
0: Just by the way, when you texted me, for everyone to know, it was 42-7 at halftime. <laughs> Anytime, Half And he asked me if I thought the game was over, and I said no, <laughs> like an idiot. <laughs> That just shows you how much of a paranoid fan
1: I am. But go ahead, boss. I
2: mean, it
1: it just—I was a little bit upset at that first uh, touchdown for Washington, even though it was already twenty-one to nothing when they got that first touchdown. I was like, "Yeah, a little bit too easy, right? Come on, guys." Absolutely. Um, But but Washington couldn't do anything. They they couldn't get anything to go their way. Nothing worked for Washington, and then everything worked for the Cowboys. Right? It was effortlessly the the run. The pass, you know, on defense, great play by 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 Lawrence on that interception, yeah. uh, like athletic play, not only on the on the actual, you know, acrobatic, you know, put your hands up, get the ball, pad the ball, catch the ball, and then the run back as well. Yeah. Um. You could see, you know, there was an argument between Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen. Oof. Uh, it, it, it's kind of weird from a. Ron Rivera team in a way. I would yeah. expect his team to come in a little bit more focused. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I know that there was a tragedy involving the team. Um nearby my spot here, uh, one of yeah. their uh the their corner special corner team was. aces. Uh <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's a safety. So uh got into a car accident. Unfortunately, the passenger passed away. But but this he just nothing. Like there was no and then the Cowboys and, and, and this is what Uh, This is what I wanted from the Cowboys during that time that everything was kind of coming rocky, right? You know, when you are a really good team and you are a contender instead of a pretender, you beat the shit out of a team like that. (laughs) You don't just win, you beat the shit out of them. Yeah. You send a message out and you put up 56 points. Yeah, yeah you know it, it did he it, it never felt like washington wanted to play or could play this football game and the cowboys are like look we're gonna put 56 up on you Congra- thank you appreciate it um uh, i mean even though we're already the champs here you go that's what i wanted to see i think everybody wanted to see a win like that from the cowboys right because how many times have we seen teams that are very far apart like bills jaguars right Yep. And then the Bills lose that game 9-6 yep. But the Cowboys came out here. Not only did they win, they took care of business. They let everybody know who they are. Trevon Diggs, another interception. Um, 11 for the Euro. Uh, uh, look, uh, Micah Parsons just making hell for yeah. offensive lines. Yeah. Uh, just just outstanding win, man. Uh, team ball.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think one of the nice measuring sticks is, first off, this is four in a row. One of the things that encourages me about this team compared to teams in years past you know we had that little two game skid right against really three out of four um, yeah. where we you know it culminating with the raiders loss in overtime on thanksgiving um and since then we've won four straight granite don't get me wrong all right i'm not going to be delusional and say it's been the greatest four games because when you really look at it look at the quarterbacks i mean it's Taysom hill it's mike glennon and then it's heineke slash kyle allen twice so, but at the end of the day, we ended up doing what we needed to do. We won these four games. This last one, obviously, very convincingly. Um, and, and I kind of agree with you. I just think all three phases of the team um, really worked in unison. And, and I thought the offense, you know, was more than efficient, right? I think efficient was the kindest thing you mm-hmm. could have said about them mm-hmm. over the past couple weeks. But today they looked, or in that game, sorry, they looked even better. They looked yep. explosive. They were completing passes, you know, over the middle of the field. Deep, uh, completing passes on the sideline, deep. And look, man, I think one of the one of the sneaky MVPs for the Cowboys this year is Dalton Schultz, the tight end, man. He yes. I, I, I thought he was a guy who. Now, I I'm not saying I have any complaints, but or about how it ended up shaking up, because the two guys that got picked were 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 amazing. But I thought Schultz was was possibly in the conversation for that for a second tight end spot on the pro bowl bit you know he's got like 70 he's got like 70 catches for us he's our second leading uh pass catcher third leading receiver overall and he just controls the middle and controls the short game for us ended up catching eight passes in that game for 80 plus yards so he just he controls the middle of the field for us and brings a little bit more explosiveness than what jason witten brought um you know for dallas not quite the same in the blocking game but you know, was really impressed with him. And, and overall, the defense. Boss, I just got a real quick question, okay? Yeah. If you're the guy who runs the offense for Washington, right,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you're the guy who, like, is pick- no shit picking out each, each play for them, whether that's mm-hmm. – I, I, I would say that's probably not Rivera. I don't know who their OC is, but whatever. Why the hell would you think the first play of the game, it's a good idea to try Trayvon Diggs on a go-route? Because there are routes that he's able to get beaten on, but a go route straight up the sideline, one-on-one, is not one of them.
1: Because he probably wanted to set the tone.
0: Yeah, he wanted to get McLaurin involved after not having a catch the first time we played.
1: So, uh, and it didn't work out very well.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think, I'm going to be honest, I also want to highlight Diggs a little bit. His growth um, in this game in coverage I thought was really eminent right he you know they even show that graphic before he's a very feast or famine type of player he had given mm-hmm. up i think the most yards of any corner or of any single defensive player in coverage this year and then of course obviously has the lead league in interceptions and is also second and pass breakups as well so getting his yep. hands on F- a lot of balls um, 15 right
1: it's a not, lot uh, man.
0: 19 i think 19 19 yeah yeah because i was lot, gonna say Chad. the league the league leader is like 21 or something insane like that so um, but, but, yeah, so he's got, I mean, like about 30 passes where he's really gotten his hands on it or something like that, which is amazing. But in this game, he was just able to play really good, solid coverage. You know, the, the Dallas starters only played about two and a half quarters, but man, he, he just looked good overall, looked fluid, and I thought just had a really nice game for the defense and is starting to become that overall corner. I think that I still want to see the growth in him, you know, continue with that.
1: Hey, can, can I add something real quick, Chad?
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: This team is healthy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I it know. shows. It's a
1: big difference when everybody's playing.
0: It's kind of like and that Packers theory that we talked about on, on mm-hmm. you know, or when we were texting, I think it was. Yeah. Like we yeah. You know, it's about when you get the team healthy, you know, it's just a completely different roster.
1: Oh, by the way, contract here for Mr. Schultz, he's about to get paid. Somebody's yeah. going to pay him.
0: And, and I doubt if it's going to be Dallas because I really don't know if we have the money to do so. But – Oh, well, we'll see. We'll see. I know we have one of the bottom five cap, but we're one of the bottom five cap teams for next Mm -hmm. year as of right now. But, oh, well, could be worse. Could be worse. Um, Boss, I think I can go ahead and wrap up for the Cowboys. You know, I think we got enough Patton on the back doing. Got a huge Sunday night game, though. Yes. Against against Arizona. Is this Sunday night? Did they they flex it? No, I'm sorry. Not Sunday night. Sunday game. Sunday game. Yep. Sorry. Yeah, so against Arizona, which, I mean, could depend, could decide a whole lot of seeding and stuff. So really amped up for that. But I'm sure we'll be talking about that later on our next episode. Boss, your team, though, Miami, we're we're recording this right now at 720. So I'm saving you a little by saying whatever you say is before the game, before kickoff. Um, Yeah. You're going into this game, though, with a chance to move into the seventh seed with a win. Um, Yeah. You have the Saints tonight, obviously, on Monday night. You go two – Tennessee, tennessee next week and then you conclude with the pats in the third game where are you feel how are you feeling right now going into this one and then how are you feeling about this playoff push for a team that's won seven games in a row
1: yeah uh i feel good about tonight because unfortunately the saints uh they have 21 guys on the covet list yeah uh their bookend tackles in armstead and Ramshack are, are gone uh no one alexander uh i mean they're they're a list of guys that are out today it's just ridiculous they're starting ian book um
0: which i'm kind of excited wh- to see what he's gonna look like
1: it, 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 and this is what i wanted to bring up chad that's the one thing that scares the crap out of me like if there's a guy that's gonna get one good game out of somebody it, it, it could be champagne
0: absolutely Especially right a guy who there's it, no tape on
1: right you know and, and he's a guy that has done some things with Taysom hill right yeah. Um, I mean, Trevor Simeon. I, I guess we all knew what Trevor Simeon was, but even but we don't know what he's gonna throw at us now. Um, this is still the Saints are still an extremely talented team. Uh, you know, they still got Cam Jordan out there, Marcus Davenport, uh Ruiz, um, Alvin Kamara. Right, they're, they're, you know, a lot of guys are still playing. They're, they're very physical. That's their culture as of late. They're not flashy, right? Because like we talked about all season long, like they don't have outside weapons. Um, mm, yeah. But so they're gonna they're gonna have to play in a phone booth, which which Miami is really good at. That's Miami's game. We like Absolutely. to play in phone booths. Absolutely. Um, I, I will say uh, there's gonna be some trick plays in this game. <laughs> I, I already feel it by both um, teams. I think. I, I, I think the Saints are going to pull something out sooner rather right? oh, than later. Late drive. First, drive. Uh, first, first drive. First drive, drive. right? Yeah. Uh, definitely a, at least one, you know, kind of trick play on special teams. Double uh, pass, uh, something like that. Yeah, so, um, look, man. I, I feel good about tonight's game, even though Vegas is not really giving Miami a lot of credit here. I no, mean, no. Miami what came? You know, they originally was a three point underdog, their only three point favorite, despite the twenty one COVID losses uh, for for the the Saints. How do I feel about this playoff run? You know, Chad, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's really gonna depend on this whole COVID thing. Yeah. Because I wouldn't feel as good about this game if it wasn't for all these guys making it into the list. I just read a tweet from Adam Schefter that last year, a total of 262 players were put on the COVID list. Um, just in the month of December this year, over 400 players have been put into the oh COVID God. list. So, you know, and, and, and you know Buffalo kind of did their job this weekend. Um, it's all setting up to be uh, if, if Miami wins tonight and then win next week. Against at Tennessee, it's it's gonna be a showdown for the, the you know for that seventh seed, no um, Patriots at Miami. And look, COVID already today right now the Titans have placed Julio Jones, um, uh, what's his name, Bud Dupree, yeah, Buster Scriven, who is a regular a regular in that defense. Oh yeah, and, Which and is Nick one of the Westbrook for them. Yeah, uh, Nick Westbrook <laughs> Inkin uh all all four of those guys just went into the protocol so for a team that's already
0: been decimated by injury all year right
1: well caleb farley was the fifth player but he's already on ir you know so talking about those injuries (laughs) uh but but yeah chad i i I, it's gonna be a lot about this game and next game i'm focusing on this game right now look Talking about homer corner, right? Last, last week when the Dolphins played, they beat the Jets. Yep. They started out yep. really slow. Um, but they came back, right? That defense helped the Jets scoreless in the second half. That that touchdown the second half for the Jets was a 2-0 pick six. Two, yeah. two, Miami cannot have a slow start today.
0: Yes. No, absolutely. Of,
1: of all the games, they really need that first drive touchdown today. Yeah. And I think if they can start fast, if they they can get, like, that touchdown, a field goal, I think Miami can cruise and win this football game. I I like the playoff. The thing is, historically, Miami has been awful when they control their own destinies going to a playoffs. (laughs) I I have nightmares of 2013, losing to the Jets at home. Um, You know, last year just getting completely destroyed at Buffalo. Um, You know, so... But let's see, man. I, I'm excited. I, I, I didn't. None of us thought that we we're going to be sitting here in December talking about a seven and seven Miami Dolphins, right? Oh, Six no. game winning streak. Started I mean, one I, and seven. So I
0: I laughed you off completely. I think they were four and seven or maybe five and seven. I think it was four <laughs> and seven. And you were like, and we were doing some playoff thing, and you're like, hey man, yeah. don't don't forget the Dolphins. I'm like, dude, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> And now, like you said, here they are, control their own destiny with, yep. I would say, a pretty realistic chance of, of, of making the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's going to be exciting. I'll be interested to see, just real quickly, I'll be interested to see, I know Miami's the, I think the the highest percentage blitz team of any defense in the yes. NFL. Yes, I'll be interested to see how Sean Payton kind of handles that for a book. You know, a lot of times if a starter's, you know, facing pressure in his first game, uh, makes sense that he's going to usually struggle with that. So, you know, especially as far as just getting the protection. So, I would expect Miami to, you know, maybe even go higher than what their normal percentage is, a la kind of like that Baltimore game, even though it's a different style quarterback,
2: of course.
1: Yeah, I, I'm curious too because I thought they were going to do the same thing with the Jets when Joe Flacco started, but they didn't. I guess they were really scared on the one on one balls of Flacco. Yeah. I wouldn't be as scared with these receivers. For yeah, the Saints, no, absolutely
0: so. not, absolutely not, um, boss. I tell you, that's going to go ahead and end Homer Corner. We're going to move on. We are going to stay in the state of Florida, though. We're going to be talking about some coaching news. We this is our first podcast um, since the Urban Meyer firing, so or whatever I guess the official term of that uh, his tenure yeah, being fire over. for just cause. Yeah, which which by the way, I want to talk about that part first. Um, <laughs> If, if the Jacksonville Jaguars and Shad Khan think there's any way in hell they're not going to be able to, or not going to have to pay out the rest of that contract, or at least a large portion of it, then they're crazy. Because I think they screwed themselves with the press release, because I'm pretty sure in the press release they had specifically stated it wasn't one single incident that caused the firing, or one single event that caused the firing, because there was speculation that the Lambeau, um kicking thing that it just came mm-hmm. out was like the reason for it <laughs> but they specifically stated that 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 it wasn't one single thing which to me eliminates just cause so it kind of screws themselves over so I, are are you reading into that the same way as me or am i thinking too much of this i mean he's gonna I, end up I, getting I, a lot of that money one way or the other i feel like
1: i feel like if i am con i'm fighting this um because there's nothing to lose um yeah
0: true you know because well i mean you could have to pay the contract and then he could turn around and sue you for defamation or something he
1: can but the thing is man he just did so many things yeah that honestly like do you really want to drag this out into a court battle no, you look absolutely. you look, you look foolish man you you made, but the thing is you're right look he made so many foolish things You you should have fired him the first time he did something yeah, right. Yeah. I, 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 look, they—they're gonna have to pay. I honestly, they're probably gonna come to a settlement, you know. Yeah. I which don't know. It's funny because
0: I know mm-hmm. he was one of—he was, I'm pretty sure, one of the higher-paid coaches in the league, right? Because they had to kind of up that just to kind of get him to leave Fox. Yep. Uh, which I'm sure he will be returning to. I have no doubt. Um.
1: The 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 dust is gonna settle a little bit, and then we'll see I mean, him in a it, big new kickoffs next year, yeah, right?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like we're all horrible with this stuff in the moment, and and it was funny. I was watching, and this isn't a shot at this guy because he's a seven five seven legend, uh, of course. But mm-hmm. I was watching the Fox pregame on Sunday, and I was like, mm-hmm. man, Michael Vick is on this show. You know, like yep. fa- fantastic football player. Do not get me wrong, and I don't want to get into any of his stuff just because I just don't feel like it. Um, but you know it shows that we're horrible in the moment and yeah. guess what over time that you know time he, time really does heal all especially in the public eye so yep. i could easily see him coming back to fox I, I agree with that call that you said you know beginning of next year maybe he's kind of getting out right at the perfect time january-ish late december and kind of let the dust settle by june july you know you know how it is
1: hey urban you're always more than welcome to come to the fau
0: or he welcome to join us on this podcast too if he wants. I thought that's what you oh, yeah, were going to say. Absolutely,
2: that's what you were going to
1: say. <laughs> hey, um, hey, man. I don't know. Just don't listen to our previous podcast or well, this one because yeah. it's not going to get really good, buddy.
0: Nah, no kidding. No kidding. I, I do want to get it. Dive into their whole situation <laughs> though, as a kind of a franchise where they're looking at. So under Urban, they were two and ten. Um, mm-hmm. I think the funniest moment of the entire season was that after he got fired, the line for their game jumped up three points in Jacksonville's favor when they had played Houston <laughs> last week. They had ended up—they ended up being a six-point favorite in that game, which I'm like, can we look up when in NFL history a two-win team has ever been a six-point favorite? Like just in NFL history, no matter who they're going against. I don't. Well, think- they're play- they were playing another
1: two-win team though.
0: Okay, but that's two bad teams. So I'm not saying – you can't definitively say that Jacksonville is three points better on a neutral field. That's clearly for No, that's clearly absolutely damn sure. not. And even going not. into the game, I was like, that's ridiculous. So I, it, to me, it goes to show you that, one, that team just was bad and is going to be bad, you know, throughout mm-hmm. the rest of this season. I think right now they're in line for the number one pick. So, yep. you know, Aiden Hudson. Yes, they are. Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, start coming up with your excuses why you can't go number one right now.
1: Um, <laughs> I mean, the Lions are more attractive right now.
0: I would rather, pl- I would rather oh, play no, 100%. for a 100%. Yeah, I was going to say for Campbell. At least they're yeah. I would yeah. rather play for Dan Campbell right now. And a lot of it, and, and I want to get into this, is what do you see them doing with the opening for Coach? Because to me, I think they can kind of go one of two ways. You either uh, go with a young, off- you either don't go worry. young offensive mind to help with Lawrence, or you go an adult who's going to set the franchise, set the culture. Which one are you leaning towards?
1: I, I'm leaning towards a Doug Peterson type, um, and, and that's a name that that has come out. Um, yeah. This is a guy that won a, a Super Bowl, did not look good at the end over there in Philadelphia, yeah. but this is a guy that's been around the NFL for a long time. Yeah. You, you need a guy that understands the culture in the NFL. Uh, we don't need a clown. <laughs> we don't need a clown show.
2: Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah, I think Jacksonville you know, right? learned that the hard way. Well, did did they? Like, did did they really? Because honestly, Doug Marone was better than Arbor Myers, in my opinion. Oh, no, right? 100%. I love Doug Marone and, as a coach and, for them. So that's what kills me. I, I say, no, Chad. I think the last thing this team needs. He's a guy who's never been an NFL coach yeah. before. Yeah. I think Jim Caldwell is not a bad name, even though the age kind of scares me. Jim yeah. j- Jim is up there, and the age had health issues. Honestly, I am all in on on Doug Peterson. I don't know if you have any other – maybe a Nagy, you know. <laughs> I, I think he, he – look, man, this is a guy that took no, Mr. Biscuit mean, to the playoffs two times, right? Like, no, he, you're right. Coach,
0: it's just to me, know? to me, that would be – like, this Urban Meyer hiring, that was one of those where immediately the day he was hired, there you could count on one hand the number of people that wanted him to be successful outside of the city of Jacksonville. You know, because for whatever reason, I mean, mostly it's because NFL people just hate college guys coming to the NFL. But I, I was going to say, I think Nagy is kind of in that similar boat. I don't think anyone would be rooting for him, which I know that's not, look, obviously that's not supposed to be why you do hire someone, but... I think the Peterson one makes sense because mm-hmm. he can be that adult, you know, obviously like what you said, he's taken yeah. a team and won a Super Bowl and and really kind of built that team from not nothing, but I mean they were not good when he started off there, you know. Yep. They were a four-win team I believe his first year or something like that and and built that team up. So, he knows how to build and establish a culture even though like you said at the end it was kind of rocky. But also he's kind of that offensive mind now not quite, you know, I don't know if he's up there with the best play callers or the best offensive guys in the league, but he's I mean, he's at least in that second tier. The stuff he was able to do with, you know, all the different quarterbacks he was using in Philly, I think kind of mm-hmm. shows that he can do something. So mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be mad at seeing I wouldn't be mad at seeing Peterson get that job, honestly.
1: And, and look, as far as the play calling and and, and the imagination in of an office, you can always go grab yourself an offensive coordinator, a field assistance, you know, that that are more, you know, Yeah, innovative. Um, you just you you, you just need a chaperone here, man. (laughs) Nah, you're right. You know, you know, and a chaperone—not that annoying chaperone that wants to set all the rules. Just a chaperone, be like, hey guys, you know, look, this is what we gotta do. This is, you know, you need an NFL guy, not a college guy. So true,
0: true, true. Um, boss, let's also go ahead and move on. I think that's enough on Jacksonville. I think that's enough on Jacksonville. Um, probably the most we've talked about them all year. <laughs> um, I know. Up. I think we went off. Ah, them a actually, you're right. Ago. You're right. We've yeah, we have given them some shit. We have given them some shit. My one of my favorite stories of this entire year that, include especially the timing. I think was what was hilarious. Mm. Joe Judge and Daniel Jones are apparently Get getting the, fuck the out of here. are apparently getting the nod to come back in 2021. Um, you we and you and I were talking about this very passionately, so I want you to go ahead and take the floor, boss, because I know you have really strong thoughts.
2: Well I, I, I just don't
1: What else do you need to see, Chad?
0: <laughs> From like, which like, one what are I you are you out on both? Are you out on both guys or
1: Look man when your franchise needs to take a different direction You sometimes you just gotta clean house, right? Yeah. And honestly, it, it's been three years, right? It's not bad, but it's been... Look, Chad, this guy has thrown 10 touchdown passes all year. Chad.
0: <laughs> to be fair, he's missed a couple games. <sighs>
2: Seven I interceptions. receptions. Which I know is bad that good interceptions.
1: Of I, I, I just don't know what to do anymore, right? Like, you, you yeah. talked about the offensive of line. The offensive of line needs to get better... Uh, okay. Oh, the the rec- I mean, re- they spent all this money on receivers. Uh, they got Saquon Barkley, which I mean, honestly, like even if they had it, I mean, Booker's not bad. I mean, it's just not work. So so Chad, when you kind of like I picked this team to win the NFC East this year, right? When it goes you're wrong, you're a brave,
0: you're a, bra- you're a good man. Uh, yeah,
1: I admit it. But what you have all these things and it doesn't work out. Sometimes you gotta blow it up, man. Yeah. You need a new GM, you need a new coach, and you need a new quarterback. Now, he's under contract, right? He's he he's still in his rookie deal.
0: Yes. I think he yeah. has two more years. Or he has one more year and then they have one, to. One more year. I would assume they wouldn't they're not gonna pick up the fifth year option.
1: I I, I don't know. Maybe because there's nobody coming through um in, in the draft, I mm. get it. Yeah. Uh I I don't know, man. I, I don't know what the direction of this ownership is, but I'll tell you what, Chad.
0: I mean, it's not a, it's not a good have, direction. I can tell you that.
1: I have zero faith in this franchise. Honestly, if they want to do this shit for one more year, good for the Cowboys, good for the Eagles, good for the Washington football team. Yep. If this is just a bad football team with no culture, no sense of direction. I don't know what their identity is because they haven't figured out what their identity is yet. And I don't know if with Daniel Jones... You can establish an identity. Yeah. So, oh, he—he's a pretty good passer. Bad offensive line, but they have a—they have a top two running back in the draft. But he's good. But he's like, what are you? So uh, you—you keep getting another year to figure this out. Okay, go ahead. You know, buy yourself another year, and let me let's see if they can do anything in twenty twenty three. Because that's if you're bringing those guys back to me. Let's look at 2023 for these for this football
0: team. Yeah, honestly, and I mean, here's the here's the sad thing is this is kind of the this has been the 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 problem that the Mara family that that got them into this situation to begin with is they held on to the previous regime one year too long with yep. with Eli where they ended up holding on to Eli a year too long and for some ungodly reason took Saquon second which by Straight the the fuck down man that's what i'm saying like you think saquon's not going to be available at five six or seven but um hey i don't know i don't know um but yeah Gettleman so, is a problem
1: that's the thing is ghetto coming back
0: well I, and that's a right to me i don't see how you don't make at least one change but then at the same time i'm like it's john mara you know it's the mara family they've given us plenty of evidence that that's just not the type of team that they're going to be. They're not going to make consistent moves. They're going to hold on to the same regime. Even if they made a move, I felt like it would be higher within the organization. Because that's just what they've shown us. Um, and I don't know, man. I think this team is in a going in a horrible direction. You can clearly say they're one of the bottom five teams right now. Roster situations. I mean, they have $3 million in cap space going into next year, boss. And they're well, one of the five worst teams.
1: But that's what kills me, Chad. If you look at the roster on paper, it's, yeah, it's not, not bad. It's not horrible at all. So what's the problem?
0: I just think when you have a bad quarterback, a bad coach, and, and, and look, I'll be the first to say it. I was defending Daniel Jones up until yeah. about midseason, and then he just went in the shitter after that. And, and bad offensive line, bad quarterback. And a bad coach, I don't think you can win games no matter how talented the rest of your roster is, you know, around that. And they're just undisciplined. They're just an undisciplined team. Um, boss, just real quick, can you guess off yeah. the top of your head how much they're paying Blake Martinez and Adoree Jackson combined next year?
1: Oh, I know Blake got a huge deal for a fucking Mike Backer. Yeah. Um, yes, he did. So combine those two guys, yeah. Uh, Man, don't tell me between 25 and 30 mil.
0: I need a final guess, boss.
1: Uh, 29 million.
0: Damn, you're good. 29 and a half.
1: <laughs> Jeez, and I did yeah. a look it up, oh, Chad. And I did look it up. In,
0: I believe you. Trust me. I believe you. And it's all in guaranteed money, too, by the way. So good for them. Good for them. As they're for struggling me. to create cap space for a... On a five win team.
1: Um, Do you not know that you don't pay a lot of money for a guy that can only thump on the run?
0: They don't because they're still stuck from 20 years ago when they had success. But, boss, we could go on all day about the Giants, but uh, we got to take a break. On the other side, we're going to talk about probably some more exciting stuff, but man, Giants, get your shit together, please. All right, guys, welcome back. As we said on part two, we're going to be a little more positive on this part, right? I felt like we kind of left, you know, part one on kind of a downward spiral, boss. Um, but let's get back positive, man. We're talking about the Pro Bowl. Although, it's going to be know, negative. I was going to say, although part of it's negative. We're celebrating <laughs> good players, but we're talking, about, we're talking about who our Pro Bowl snubs were, some guys who we thought maybe uh, should have made the Pro Bowl, who didn't. Real quick, boss, the Pro Bowl in general – me, me. I'm a sucker for any sort of all-star game in any sport. Like I, I am a sucker for any type of all-star type event. I love the interaction between the players. Um, I like to see that more than the actual play on the field, to be honest. Um, Do you like the game itself, and also do you like the fact that the voting occurs? You know, we've still got three. We still have three games left in the season when the rosters came out. So, do you like that, or do you wish they kind of waited till truly? At the end of the regular season,
1: um, I don't like the All Star Games. Uh, just to be <laughs> honest, I like the pageantry and like the competitions. Yeah, no,
0: right? that's what I'm saying. I don't uh, like that oh, okay. game itself. No, the product itself uh, is usually horrible.
1: Uh, what was the question again, Chad? R-
0: do you like the the fact that we do it with three games left? That the oh. voting concludes with now three games left to go.
1: I really don't care. I, I just... When you open it to the fans, and I guess you want the fan participation in it, I just don't like the fact it's such a popularity contest. Um, yeah. That guys make it because they are more popular than they're actually having a good season. I know it happens mm-hmm. a lot in baseball. Yeah. I know it happens a lot in basketball as well. Um, So, I, I mean, to be honest with you would it, made it would it make a difference in your opinion? Um, Cuz fans are going to vote for the same guys. I don't think there's going to be that changer.
0: Yeah, true. I don't know. It's just to me I think timing I just think the fact that it is in the middle of the season that that kind of that timing it's like who are the guys? You know, like you said, fans control most Nobody of
1: it. Nobody cares.
2: So it's cool. Nobody cares. Like, I got I got
1: fans asking me to vote for Jerome Baker for the Pro Bowl. I'm like, yeah, oh, I'm man. a Dolphins fan. I don't think did, Jerome did you, should be.
0: Did you vote at all for the Pro Bowl? Any voting? Not I did this, not, actually. Not this
1: year. Not I didn't this year. either. I'm I'm,
0: kinda, I was kind of disappointed. I usually do most years. So uh, I don't know, maybe I think of myself as a professional now. In no and, and like it, and the
1: voting's so weird too, you know why yeah. Chad? Because they put the voting they put the guys in like alphabetical order. So you yeah. get like, Oh this guy's good, this guy's good. and then you get to like letter J and you don't have any more votes. Exactly. But if you got so many players with the, with the start with the letter S or exactly. T it, it's it, it's it's weird. I, I leave for, I mean, I don't know.
0: All right, so let's get into after we just shit on the Pro Bowl uh, for, for five minutes, and I promised that we were going to be more upbeat. Um, boss, go ahead and give me your first snub.
1: Oh, I'm going to go with Devondre Campbell. Okay, make the case. All right. Uh, um, I mean, this dude has been the glue that has held everything together for the Packers this year. Um He's having a great season as far as, you know, tackles over 100, yeah. um, two interceptions, two forced fumbles. His his PFF grades are outstanding, Chad. Oh, yeah. He's like um, one of the top five oh, linebackers, I think. Yeah, but, you know, an 82-point fall overall, um, but they let in Bobby Wagner, and, and that's why it kills me. Yeah, Bobby Wagner. Yeah, he has more tackles, but he has less sacks. His pass rush his his, his, his I'm sorry, his coverage grade is is, it's literally 15 points below. Shoot. You know, Devondre Campbell. And also, um, 12, he's just
0: he's playing on a bad defense. On a
1: bad defense, right? But why did Bobby Wagner get in? Oh, because Bobby Wagner always gets in. Yeah. Because number 54 has been put as, up as the best linebacker in, in, in the NFL. And I, I feel like that's that's devonre Campbell has done way for for his team this year. And honestly, Devondre Campbell is not a bad football player. He's been in the league for a while now. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was really good on but,
0: Atlanta. He was really nice in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh,
1: had a pretty good season in, in Arizona too, I think. So I, I, I don't know why. I mean, the reason why he got left out is – if you go to the average fan and ask them who Devondre Campbell is,
0: they're not going to They're
1: going
0: to be like, who? I mean.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But, boss, that actually brings up. Well, first off, I, I want to know. Do you have a specific guy? So you think he should have made it over Bobby Wagner?
1: Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Bob, uh, Bobby.
0: I'm confused uh, by the whole linebacker hmm. situation in general because if hmm. you saw when the Pro Bowl came out, I guess there was just a memo saying, hey, If you're an off-the-ball linebacker, sorry. You know, it's two spots. Edge rushers, somehow we're letting six edge rushers on the Pro Bowl list, on the Pro Bowl roster, but only two inside linebackers. When I would argue, you know, in today's NFL, they're almost just as important. You need a backer who's able to do everything just as much as you're able to need a pass rusher that's able to create pressure, so i don't think it's you know it's not like a fullback you know sacrificing a fullback or something it's like it's, literally one of the other very important positions so I and don't because it. it's
1: just like you know as the game became more of a passing game yeah you no know, your traditional linebackers who you know these guys are not run thump i mean they are but they do more than just run thump you know so yeah. i don't know man kind of weird
0: yeah. Um,
1: so, I, sorry, Blake Martinez, you didn't get my vote, even though you make a lot of money.
0: Well, he only played three games this year, so I that's know,
1: probably...
2: I know, bad. I know. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, I, I just had to throw that in there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah.
0: Sorry, Jalen Smith didn't get my vote either. Um, Played slightly better, but not much. Um, Boss, my first <laughs> snub, the one that I'm actually most passionate about, I'm sorry, and this was... Yeah. I was even saying this before Um, he erupted last week um Joe Burrow mm. needed to have made the Pro Bowl over Lamar Jackson. Like I'm yeah. sorry, no matter how you Travesty. look at it. Like honestly, it, it honestly is. So so here are the numbers. I mean uh,
1: uh, let's let's just throw it. Lamar Jackson should ha- not have made the Pro Bowl.
0: Absolutely not.
1: There and, are and, and, many other quarterbacks. Joe Burrow is one of them.
0: I was going to say I think first off there are a couple quarterbacks that could have that should have Josh made it. Allen? Uh, oh, yeah, Josh Allen. I think Derek Carr had a reasonable case yep. to make it. I mean, hey, everyone's going to crucify me for it. But if you look at what <laughs> Wentz is doing, hey, man, he's 25 touchdowns. He's six interceptions. That's all I'm saying. Um,
1: so even really here, Lamar's numbers because Lamar's numbers are awful this year.
0: 240 yards a game, um, which is 18th. 7.5 yards per attempt, which is okay. I think it's 12th or something like that. 16 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Barely a one-to-one touchdown interception ratio. 7-5 and five record with him starting and a 50 QBR. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and the thing is, he's only got two touchdowns on the ground this year, and he's lost two fumbles. So, yep. 18 total touchdowns, 15 total turnovers this season. I... You know, I don't know. Like we talked about, he was trending downward when he got hurt. Um, yep. And, and so that kind of even goes into the timing part. But I think like what you said, Lamar's a very fun player to watch.
1: Um, but he wasn't even that fun this year. He's not fun this year. Yeah. No, you're right. He's I mean, limited. I mean, he had that Kansas, that Kansas City game. He looked special. Well,
0: that's But uh, that's a big Sunday night game, right? You play well on the marquee stage two times. All of a sudden, people can trick themselves into thinking you're having a great year.
1: Yeah, but Derek Carr has some primetime games, man. Well, I don't think Derek Carr was throws. Gonna, I
0: mean, I just don't think Derek Carr was going to get the vote. You know, it, which, which sucks to mafia. say because I. Because I think he's been just as important as any single player in the NFL this year. Yeah. So.
1: No, Lamar. The Lamar, Lamar. It's not like to me Burrow was a snub, but you you didn't make the point for 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 Joey B. So I'm sorry for cutting you off, but no. Lamar shouldn't have been in the roster.
0: Yeah. Here's my case for Joey B. Okay. Brought the brought the Bengals out of a what would you say three-year hell period. And now they're 9-6 this year. You know, just in the just in the very short yeah, previous. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I mean, you. we could really extend it and say 30, but, <laughs> you know, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do okay. that quite yet. Because I, I want to shine a little respect on the Carson Palmer era. Um, okay. 30 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, which don't get me wrong, that is the most in the league. But 30 yep. touchdowns, you know. If we're letting in Lamar, who's got 13 picks and only 16 touchdowns, um, Joey B, 8.7 yards per attempt. I mean, first in the NFL, 277.3 yards per game, third in the league. This dude is just, he's elevated his game clearly to another level. He's fourth. He had the fourth highest passing game in NFL history, which, by the way, that was one of my favorite moments. Did you watch any of that game at all, boss? Which game? Uh, Cincinnati versus Baltimore last week.
1: Uh, I mean, yesterday, no. Or yeah, Not yeah, much, I'm sorry. no. I, I just saw that it was a beat down.
0: My favorite play, arguably, in NFL history. They come out of the two-minute warning. Cincinnati's up by three touchdowns, mind you. They come out of the two-minute warning. First play, 55-yard bomb up the sideline to Joe Mixon from Joe Burrow. So it's like they're still passing, and they're saying, fuck you to Baltimore. Because you heard about... um. I guess Wink Martindale, the, the Ravens defensive coordinator, was saying that they don't need to be giving Joe Burrow a, a gold jacket just yet. He was saying that in the couple of days leading up to the game. And, and Burrow took he's him He's beating the
1: shit out of you. He's beating the shit out of you twice.
0: I mean, he's almost thrown for 1,000 yards in the two games combined against the Ravens <laughs> this year, which is insane.
1: Let, let's add that Jamar Chase didn't make the pro Bowl by himself.
0: Yeah, and he and he came alive this week after kind of being quiet the past couple of games. Had 130 yards. I mean, there. You you know, Bosswood's crazy. There. I know we talked about it before the year about you know could a team get three 1,000 yard receivers. I know I yeah. said the Rams. I was high on Van Jefferson. Yeah. Um. But it turns out Cooper Cup's just gonna have 2,000 yards on his own. So I don't feel like I'm wrong there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Tyler Boyd needs, I think, 207 yards in the last two games, which is pretty capable, I would say, if they actually make it an emphasis.
1: Hey, Joey B will hook him up. Yeah, exactly. Jo- exactly. Jo- Joey B's the kind of guy that be like, I'll, I'll hook you up, bro.
0: Exactly. He'll give him 13 targets in, in the first <laughs> yep. half against Kansas City. Um, but and they, I was gonna say, if he gets that 200 yards, then they'll have three 1,000 yard receivers for the year. So. Just goes to show you, man, they've got some serious weapons over there at Cincinnati. I was happy to see Mixon make the Pro Bowl, happy to yeah. see Jamar Chase make it, but, man, I thought Burrow got slighted. Um, clearly, I mean, clearly having a better record than Lamar, even record-wise. You know, Joey yeah. B, they're 9-6. That's better than the 7-5 and five Lamar's posted. And Burrow, they kicked their ass when they played him you yeah. know, when both guys were healthy. Um. So I don't know, man. But go ahead and give me your next, you know, go ahead and give me your next one, boss. Surprise, yeah. Snub. Uh, what is it? What is
1: it? It's gonna be a snub, man. Cordero Patterson.
2: Mm. Mm. I don't
1: know, man. Look, this guy's been in the league for a long time. We yeah. Never. I mean, I'm surprised he was still in the league, always finding himself as a spot. More, more, more as a return specialist, right? Yeah. Yeah. But here you got Arthur Smith just kind of lining him up <laughs> like a Derrick Henry, right? <laughs> and he's running the ball. And he's having pretty good. Season man, 571 yards on the ground. Um, another 523 uh, receiving 49 catches, five receiving touchdowns. Uh, he also has six rushing touchdowns, 4.1 yards per carry. Only one fumble, yeah. Only Which one fumble. A also, also a, a, a 75 uh, uh, PFF run block grade, right? Wow. But the guy that gets in. It's Alvin Kamara, yeah, who has a hundred less yards than than, than Cordero Paris from scrimmage. Mm. Uh, his run block grade is awful, and has three last touchdowns. I get it. Alvin Kamara is an established name, and maybe I'm. I'm kind of pulling a little bit too much, but I feel Cordero Patterson has been more influential in that office than Alvin Kamara. I just haven't felt the Alvin Kamara impact for the amount of money that he makes. And I know he's been banged up. Yeah. I, I mean, get I think, it.
0: I think that's the biggest thing is that Kamara's missed four games this season. Yeah, but Chad.
1: No, no, Chad I'm saying. It,
0: yeah. No, I'm saying the pro Patterson argument. Like in this point, at this point, I want a guy who's dependable. And Patterson, you know, like you talked about, him and Pitts have pretty much. I mean, really, Patterson mostly. He's been that entire offense for them this season. And I know no one likes no one likes to hear it, but Atlanta still has a chance to make the playoffs. Damn, you know, so they're not a bad team, and he's actually carrying them offensively. So I I agree with you. It's funny. I don't mean to cut you off, boss. But I yeah, go ahead, Chad. No, you good. I I think he actually had a chance, really, to make it too over James Conner. You know, I yeah. get Conner's leading the league in a lot touchdowns. of touchdowns, a lot of touchdowns. But he's only ran. For, he only has like seven or eight hundred total scrimmage yards. Yep. You know, all of his stuff is really red zone, and he's
2: clearly yep. splitting
0: time. With Chase Edmonds, Chase Edmonds, which is funny because that's what, you know, Patterson was supposed to be doing with Mike Davis at the beginning of the year. But turns out they're just like, all right, Patterson, however we can get you the ball, we're just going to do it, you know? Le- I, mean, le- I mean, Let me
1: – yeah, no, go, go ahead, go Chad. Ahead. No, no,
0: go ahead, please, please. A couple other
1: stats, right? Explosive runs. Cordell Patterson, 19. Alvin Kamara, 13. Drops. Cordell Patterson, 0. Alvin Kamara, 7.
0: Dang. Man, I didn't realize he had that many. That's crazy. I hope he drops a few tonight. <laughs> I was going to say, I hope he doesn't listen to this and you don't wake the beast. <laughs> I hope you don't wake the beast. You're,
1: all, you're only posted tomorrow, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll delay it a little. And the funny thing is, is like when you look at the two, you know, and you kind of alluded to it just by the stat comparison, but ideally they're supposed to be the same type of guy, right? A receiving scat type of back. Mm-hmm. Both of them are the featured guy on their offense, you know, kind of the guy who the straw that stirs the drink with Kamara. That yep. was, you know, the plan all year. With, you know, Patterson, he's just been like, yeah, I'm just going to do it because no one else is going to. Um, and he's been and, really effective, so.
1: And, and you got to take it into consideration, in my opinion, that this guy has never done this before. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's true. Although, special. Although, you know, kind of as you said, for the most part, that can hurt guys, you know. Yeah. That can end up being the thing that hurts guys, so. You know, you got to have your name. It's almost like the two year thing, which is why um, I was so happy Trey Hendrickson had a good year. It's because it's like a two year thing where you almost have to play good for two years in a row before you can make a Pro Bowl. Um, And, boss, that kind of leads me to my guy, my next snub. Hassan Reddick should have been a Pro Bowler over Chandler Jones. Okay. I'm sorry. I get it that Chandler Jones is the name. He had five sacks in the opening game of the season. Okay. Since then, in the other 12 games, he has had four and a half. Okay. So he has been inconsistent, to say the least. He's got 38 pressures this year. Reddick has 43. First off, Reddick has more sacks alone. He's got 11. Jones has nine and a half. He's got more pressures, more total tackles, and he's so much better in the run block or in the rush defense as well. Uh huh. I mean, Chandler Jones is a liability when it comes to run defense. You've seen, mm-hmm. you know, even Indy was kind of going right at him, you know, on some of their more effective runs. But a lot of teams, you know, over the past couple of games, they've just kind of been running it right at him, and he hasn't been able to stop them. Reddick, I mean, look, I get it. Carolina, and this is probably why it didn't happen, is the vote really came down to Brian Burns versus Hassan Reddick. Yeah. But, but I think Reddick, you could have made an argument for him over Burns as well. Um, you know, he's just a much more complete overall player. You know, I saw this cool stat from PFF. It's called pass rush um, pass rush pressure. So it's like a total number that they grade you on where it accumulates all your sacks, all your pressures, all of everything into one single number. Hassan Reddick was like 10th in the league. Chandler Jones was like in the 70s. Yeah. So, and to me, that kind of, look, I don't like to be the, the stat nerd. I'll, that I'll, guy. Give
1: you, I'll give you a better one. I'll give you a better one.
0: Please do. Please do.
1: P- PFF credits, you know, because PFF calculates their sacks a little bit different. Yeah. They've given Hassan Reddick 50 sacks this year.
0: Man. And, and exactly. Like, that's just, he has influenced the game. And one, it's funny because, you know, Arizona had the chance to basically retain him and decided not to do so. Um, you know, to sign J.J. Watt, who's who's been out for over half of the season. Um, but Reddick is a is – a, I know, right? Like, we didn't see that three of the last five years. But, hey, it's all good. Um, Reddick has just been really good for two straight years, man, and I, I think he should have been a pro bowler, no doubt about it, man. No doubt about
1: he, he, it. And the funny thing is, he's that guy on that second year, right? Back to back good what years. I'm saying. Yeah, he's had the second know? good
0: year in a row. I think 14 sacks last year. But, but,
1: but Chad, he only got a one year deal, right?
0: Oh, yeah. No, trust me. He's about Ooh. to make himself some more money this offseason. Ooh. He's making himself some more money. I mean, he, him in a 3 4 scheme, you know, I know a couple teams that run a 3 4 that have cap space.
2: Hey! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Miami. Miami. Hey, I'm telling you, seeing him, I tell you what would also be scary. I know I'm just playing GM for the Chargers, but you can't tell me him across from Bosa wouldn't have teams pissing down their leg.
1: They're still trying to replace Melvin Ingram.
0: Yeah, I mean, that would that would make Mahomes feel a little more uncomfortable, maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, boss, go ahead and give me your third
1: guy. Well, my guy is more of a guy that I don't understand why people have a problem with.
2: Okay. And he
1: he's the, and, and he made it over a guy that you think got snubbed, Justin Simmons. Yeah. Because I I mean they only have a uh, one slot for the free safety position, but uh, just, I'm, just which is a Kevin Byrd, just as yeah, a side ahead.
0: boss. I think in total the way it worked out is is they were probably just going to say three safeties total, and then just whatever the three highest were. And I think it just so okay. happened that it was one, one free and two strong, but. But I agree with you. I think Simmons should have made it. But I'm thinking more. I, I don't.
1: I don't think oh, okay. he should have made it. Okay. I I was okay with him not making. I mean, who do you think? I people are saying like, oh, Kevin Byer made it over Justin Simmons. No, no, no no, no,
0: no. No, I think don't over see Tyron the issue. Matthew. I think Tyron Matthews oh, was the guy who was fortunate. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, oh, oh, well, that's the only thing. Okay, so a lot, I saw a lot of social media that, and um, ESPN, that the people are getting on Kevin Byer. Like, hey, no. this, this guy has a, a 90 grade or PFF grade. Oh, he's yeah. one of the best run defenders in the league. <laughs> Coverage grade of over 90. Like, yeah. this I mean, guy's a freaking beast. Oh, yeah. What are you complete talking safety. about?
0: He's like the most complete safety in the entire NFL. Okay, so
1: Justin Simmons over Tyron Matthew. All right, get, 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 hit me up, Chad, because okay. I didn't look up Tyron Matthew.
0: No, no, you're good. You're good. So so Simmons, more tackles, okay, more interceptions, yep. more turnovers created, should I say, than Honey yep. Badger, which is like what he's known for, should yep. I say. And, and really the funny thing is, you know, Kansas City's defense has played really well pretty, you know, over the past eight, really, really over this entire win streak that they've had, which I think is seven or eight games now, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't feel like Matthew has been, like, one of the influential guys. I feel like it's nope. been that front. And I think their corners have played. Like, even at the safety position, I think Juan Thornhill from Virginia has had a better year than Tyron Matthew, you know, just even on their own team. So, I don't – you know, I see his name coming up more when they're making plays and stuff. So, I think Matthew was kind of that guy who got it off the reputation. Also, yep. Justin Simmons is better in coverage. He's got a, 80, a 77 coverage grade. Tyron Matthews, mid-70s. Tyron yep. Matthews allowed receptions on 75% of his targets this year. Justin Simmons is in the 60s, so he's just a more versatile player. He's a better overall player. And I just think he's more important to his individual defense because it's not like the Denver defense is bad. You know, that's what we were talking about. That's why I could have understood Carolina. It's like, okay, Carolina's a bad team. Denver's a team that could still, you know, I know it probably can't after what happened last week, but they the- were up, they were in the playoff line, and they have a really solid defense. Yep. So I, I don't know, man. I think Justin Simmons. He's another one of those guys, though. I think that was the two years in a row where he played solid. I can't remember. Did he make the Pro Bowl last year? I think, I think he, he did. made it last year. I think he. But did. J- Justin
1: Simmons was the guy nobody like talked about until. Hey, no, I give one person
0: al- credit, and that's you, boss. I will give. Oh, you I, I love I love Justin
1: Simmons. No, you, granted, I'm very happy with Javon Holland. Yeah, but <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but Justin Simmons, no, I mean Kevin Byer too. I think he takes a lot of rap for like people. Not I think Deion Sanders like made, like once like listed the top safeties in the league, and Kevin Byer was like, "Hey man, where am I at? I'm rated <laughs> I'm rated above all these these punks. Yeah. I have yeah. more oppals than all these punks. How oh, come yeah. you're not putting me in that list, but uh, no, Tyron Matthew, the the whole. Just because he's called the Honey Badger has, in a way, already put him into a gold jacket conversation, which is is nonsense to me.
0: Yeah, I don't really think that he's like a necessary lock Hall of Famer by any means.
1: No, but oh, he's the Honey Badger. The Honey Badger's all over. Like, no, he's not. He's a liability in coverage a lot of times.
0: Yeah, no exactly. Exactly. He really is and it's it's been weird to me how how like you said the perception of a guy can can kind of take over what the guy it. Yeah, can take over what the guy is Especially overall. Pro Bowls. Yeah, no oh yeah, I was going to say cuz like you said it's a popularity contest more than anything. Um All right, boss. That's going to go ahead I think and wrap it up for a Pro Bowl section real real quick Ooh. boss I have one quick thing to show you I was somehow stuck yeah. on some Denver PFF stuff you know <laughs> drew Locke, you know drew Locke had the second highest grade of any quarterback last week
1: no <laughs> I, I did not
0: I didn't know 15 and this is where the PFF people kind of take it on the chin is where it's like all right he was 15 of 22 for 153 there's no reason he should be the second highest graded guy. No matter what the grading criteria is.
1: I mean, yesterday I think Zach Wilson had the highest QBR over Joe Burrow. Wow. Yeah. See, that's insane. That's. But, insane. but they say that how close a game is affects the QBR grade as well.
0: True. True. Yeah, because Burrow was so, making meaningless throws, quote unquote, according to the QBR numbers and stuff like that. St- still
1: make it. <laughs> no. No.
0: Trust me. I'm right there with you. So we're going to conclude with talking about some sputtering teams, kind of. Some teams that we've got some concerns about heading into playoff time. And let's start first with Arizona Cardinals, man. Three straight losses. They started off the year hot, 10-2. and 7-0, and actually, to start as well. Um, they do have a playoff spot clinch. That's the good part. Their last two coming up at Cowboys this week, like we talked about. And then they conclude with the Seahawks. What are you seeing from them here? And do you think they're going to be able to turn it around come playoff time?
2: I
1: think this team is just not physical enough. Um, I feel like they need guys who have been there and done that. I mean, I thought they brought in Zach Ertz for that, and it's just not... I don't know. It, it, it's not reverberating throughout the whole franchise. Um, yeah, I, I look, they're going to get in. I think the Cowboys next week... Man, that's a tough... I thought that was going to be a tough game for the Cowboys. It looks oh, like yeah. this going to be a very tough game for the Cardinals, but uh, Man, uh, coaching inexperience—you um, know—so I, I don't think they bounce back. Chad, uh, Kyler Murray seems to struggle late in the games. Uh, when he when when he needs to be clutch, he's not. He hasn't been clutch. Oh yeah. Um, and, and in the NFL, no matter how good you are, well, you can't be like guys. Respect that that fourth quarter clutch, and I don't know if he can be in. I don't know, Chad. I don't like it. I don't don't like it.
0: Yeah, I mean, to go completely off what you said, because I'm with you on on everything, is they've had their three lowest pass and run-blocking grades of the season for their O-line in the last three games. So, you know, that clearly shows their offensive line is starting to wear down. You know, it's almost like exactly what they were last year, right? Kyler, hot start, hot first half of the year. Second half of the season kind of starting to fade along with that overall offense. So, uh, i don't know if this is starting to become a trend for him a trend for these smaller quarterbacks um you know we've kind of seen some other guys fade in in that same regard later on as you get later on in the year to me you know care or arizona i think has kind of become that playoff team in the nfc that you know i know i always joke about it but they might be the team you actually want to see come playoff time right yep you know they're you don't really sure what their identity is they're not physical at the line of scrimmage especially
1: if you catch them on the road that's, oh, yeah. that's definitely the team I want to play.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I I, I can't really disagree with you at all, man. I think they're going to have a really tough time. They're probably going to end up being – I don't think they fall – they they definitely won't fall to the – I think they'll stay in the fifth spot is the, is the thing about it. So, they'll be able to play whoever the worst divisional winner is, which, I mean, let's be honest, though. That could be – you know, that could be a rematch with the Rams. That could be Tampa. Yep. That could be Dallas. I don't think – I don't know if I would favor – arizona over any of those three teams especially with the coach and quarterback playing in their first playoff game
1: yep so that
2: would
1: i mean I'll, I'll tell you right now i i i will put the eagles over i, I will take the eagles beating the Cardinals right now just because i know the eagles are one of those gritty you know play the ball knock you run you over oh yeah good defensive line they're that's just all the, physical they'll just that's beat that the Coast. shit out of the Cardinals. yep
0: that's that East Coast grit, gritty. That's what it is, that grittiness. Um, boss, you know, I guess we're right there in lockstep with Arizona. Let's move on then to our last team that Man. we're going to talk about. Man. I know. I know. The Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> I, fo- I follow a couple Chargers fans on Twitter. And yeah. watching their timeline throughout the game was like a, sl- a slow motion car crash. Where it was like it just kept getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And worse. And then they finally set in like holy shit they lost to Houston, you know. Houston put forty
1: one on them. Like granted there was that late you know big six, but like
0: shit. I mean that was horrible. Two straight losses now for them. Their defense has been bad the past two games. Sixteen to twenty five allowed on third down. I mean they're they're giving up. I get it. Their run their run defense is the worst in the NFL, Um, and, and. and I understand that. But lately, the past two games, the pass defense, my God, they're giving up nine yards in attempt the past two games. And I get it. Mahomes maybe inflates that. But, shit, Davis Mills was still over 8-5 in attempt against them. So it's yep. like, what the fuck, man? Their pass defenses looked really bad. They were without Joey Bosa this week because of COVID. Yes, they were. Um, hopefully they'll get him back. They got two huge divisional games left. Home for the Broncos this week at the Raiders next week boss i i want to see the chargers win i think they're going to win the broncos game right i think they're going to win this broncos game at home this week and then i don't know if i trust them in a one-game playoff against the the raiders basically you know i don't know if i could see them winning that game especially on the road um i know who you're rooting for you know i know you're rooting for the chargers to sputter what do do you actually think they're going to i mean hell at this point I almost would rather see Miami in the playoffs, you know, than the Chargers <laughs> if they're gonna play like shit.
1: Um. No, I, I don't know, Chad. Look, <laughs> uh, like you said, I think they beat the Broncos, and I actually I feel they they beat the Raiders. The thing is, this when we start questioning this team, they wake up.
0: Oh yeah, no, absolutely, they're the you uh, know, yeah, yeah.
1: That, I mean, when they, when they beat the Bengals, we were super low on them, right? Oh, yeah. yep. Like, oh, coming off a loss to the Vikings, you know. <laughs> you they get know. everyone back on
0: their side, and then that's when they shit the bed.
1: So, I think they'll be okay. This team is still uber talented. Injuries have hit them hard. Uh, they got to figure out how to stop the run, though. Yes. That, that's a big problem with them. They need to be more. I mean, they have good guys. I like Tillery. I like Bosa. Uh, Lindvall hasn't
0: hasn't been himself this year. I tell you, he's been all, he went off a he's cliff. this He's
1: old year. man. Yeah. He's also getting yeah. very very old. There's a reason yeah. why teams let him walk away. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that, I think next year it's going to be a thing for the Chargers kind of. Sturdy up that 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 defensive line, that front seven for to sure. be a little bit. They're they're too finesse this year. Yep. I, I I think they're going to be okay. I I think the the game against the Broncos at home helps them. Um, it, it you know I, it seems like Drew Locke will probably start next week, which is a good thing for them. Um, if Teddy B starts, eh, kind of weird, right? Because. Yeah. They can't give him a chance. is a team that did beat the Chargers earlier this year. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I, 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 I do think the Chargers will win this out.
0: I, so I don't are, know why. If they've taught us anything about themselves this year, what they'll do is look great these next two games. They'll officially be labeled the team no one wants to see and then get yeah. hammered in the first round.
1: What a be surprised, especially if you start running the ball on them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I could see a team just going in there. Or really, I guess the Chargers would probably have to end up going on the road. They go in yep. somewhere and just get the shit beat out of them. Yep. So. Go, go, going to a place like
1: Tennessee would not be a good thing for them.
0: Oh, God, no. Not at all. Or Hell, I would like to see a rematch between them and Cincinnati in the playoffs. But, you know, mm. I
2: don't know. Sexy. Uh, I like it.
0: There you go. Uh, maybe that could be the new uh, – I don't know. Maybe that could be a new rivalry in the in the AFC. We don't really have one right now. so. Ooh. Um, all right, boss. I tell you, that's probably that's going to go ahead and conclude today's episode, man. We we filled it packed about as, as tightly as we can. So um, let's go enjoy this Dolphins game. I know you've got a big game to get on to. Let's go. So I'm going to let you go. I'm going to relieve you of your duties for the day. Wait, wait, wait,
2: wait, wait.
1: wait. Who are you got tonight?
0: Uh Oh, I have you guys. I have you. Okay, guys. There's no right. way in hell I'm taking Ian sure. Cook. God, no. Come on, man. Come on, man. Um, all right, guys, that'll conclude our podcast. Um, we got a big one coming or later this week. We got some big preview picks coming up. We're going to be excited for that. Guys, until then, we hope you guys stay safe, continue listening, and we will talk to you then. Ciao.